Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA, 710. So I find out what it takes And I saw it in your face Christian Love is the son of co-founder of the Beach Boys, Mike Love. He grew up in Santa Barbara, kicking field goals and practicing archery in his backyard. Soon turned to surfing and girls. He grew up going to his dad's shows, watching MTV, and listening to bands like The Police and The Smiths. And that's what started his true love of music. I had an opportunity to talk to Christian Love all about being a championship volleyball player, to writing his first song, to his next album. Hear all about his inspiration, his love, and his passion. This is ESPN LA Fern Cusack, thank you so much for joining me. I have a special guest today, Mr. Christian Love. He's an artist, songwriter, musician, and a championship volleyball player. Welcome to the show, Christian. Glad to be here. Our friend uh, Laura introduced me to you. She was talking about how how great you are out on the beach because you play beach volleyball. Yeah, definitely an addiction for sure. Yeah. So tell us how you got started playing volleyball. Well, I started playing um, with some friends in, back in college at a beach nearby, and we had this little rinky-dink net set up at a beach called Henry's Beach, and none of us knew how to play, so we just started uh, to play and sort of learn the sport, and before you know it, we became addicted to this this beach volleyball thing, and we would meet down there every chance that we every chance we had and we would play volleyball with all our friends. And then eventually we graduated to a, to a beach with more, with better nets and better players. And uh, yeah, that's the story. So back in the day. So you know how, like with surfing, you have people that are very strict about surfing and it's their area is, did you find that culture the same as, playing beach volleyball definitely and definitely there was a hierarchy and um you had to sort of prove yourself uh on the courts or else uh or else people would leave at the end of the day you would wait all day to play on a certain court against you know the good players and uh if they knew that you weren't good they would end up just saying oh we're out of here sorry about that yeah so you'd almost have to beat some teams in order in order for them to stay on and play. So, yeah. Yeah. And took a few years to get integrated into that. And then you're known for that. And it's like, okay, okay, we'll pick you to be on our team now, right? Yeah. 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 This guy's good. He can play. So, <laughs> what do you think the motivating factor was for you to play volleyball? Um, I, I just like the lifestyle of it, you know, getting exercise, being on the beach. The weather's, you know, it's nice and warm in the sand, and then you jump in the water afterwards. There's, you know, girls in bikinis, I guess. There's a lot of motivation. <laughs> There's a lot of it. I know I was, um, I went to um, uh, Puerto Vallarta a couple weeks ago. I know I was supposed to have you on, then I, I got back, and then I was sick. But anyway, yeah. and we were playing water volleyball. And my competitive nature came out. I was like, no, oh, come on, get it. I think I was allowed to swim there. <laughs> but it's, it's just like that. It's just like, okay, we're going to block this shot. You know, we're going to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The is, adrenaline kicks in. Yeah. And I think volleyball is, is different than other team sports. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're playing twos, which is what we usually play, 
it's uh you got to cover a lot of court Mm -hmm. um but yeah you sort of work you definitely work together i mean moving on the court as a team there's a guy blocking and there's a guy that you know has to cover the rest of the court and there's definitely a specific strategy to to the defense part of it so it's a it's very addictive learning the sport and and trying to get better at the sport. But, uh, yeah, 30 years later, mm-hmm. still having fun doing it. And and do you remember your first win or championship? Uh, yeah, I think it might have been in Zuma Beach. Yeah, it was like an A-level tournament. And uh, me, me and my partner go down there, and we're slightly hungover from the night before. <laughs> and uh, we ended up playing all day and cramping in the seventh game and uh, winning the tournament, cramping and basically hungover. Oh, my gosh. So you also write, create music. How did you get into doing that? Well, when I was in high school, I was listening to a lot of MTV, you know, watching videos, and I had my bands that I was influenced by, The Police and U2, uh, the Fix, San Excess, all those, all those '80s bands. And at one point, my dad said, "I'll give you a certain amount of money for every song that you write." Oh, that's cool. And I wish I would have recorded him saying that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be a rich man right now. But yeah, I started playing on the piano. Uh, we had a piano in the, um, in this house, and. Um, then I started picking up the, the bass guitar and formed a band with some friends. We had a three-piece band called Alex's Kane. From there, went on to uh, record, write and record some songs and started to play out. Just like that. Who taught you how to play b- piano? I taught myself. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Same with guitar. I didn't learn guitar until later. But, uh Yeah. That I taught myself later when I was about 30 years old. And and then I learned, in the last few years, I learned how to, uh, to compose on logic, the software logic. So that's been a pretty fun new addition to songwriting. So how does that compare from being uh, uh, on the beach playing volleyball to you know, creating your own music, learning the piano and the guitar? Um, I'd say uh, they're, they're both equally as fun. Probably one's more physical than the other. I think one's more cerebral. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I equally enjoy both aspects. And I spend a lot of time with both, definitely. Spend hours recording and writing and spend hours at the beach as well. And also trying to stay in shape for the sport. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of work both ways and a lot of fun. So, you know how people say that they, they can, you know, get in the zone. Like when you're an athlete, you can get in the zone. Is there a zone for you when you're on stage or performing your music? Oh, definitely. I mean, playing out live is definitely one of my favorite things in life. <clears throat> and, you know, when the when you feel like you have the crowd, you definitely step up a little bit more than usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you feel like you're in the moment, you feel like you're you're digging in more, you're you're playing to the crowd. Yeah. So tell us about the first song that you wrote. The first song I wrote was on piano in uh, my dad's property in Santa Barbara. And it was called Moving Street. And I just started uh, doing this walk up on the piano. And and that inspired the words that were to come. And yeah, the song is called Moving Street. And um, I, I ended up to record it, recording it about three or four months later. Oh, really? And um, sort of revisited that song recently and did a more recent recording of it. So, Oh, that's cool. 
Pretty ha- cool after all those years. Yeah. How how has it changed or adapted into, you know, 2019? I think the recent recording started to get a little more jazzy than the, the original version, which is was a little more straightforward pop or rock. And was that on purpose or did it just gravitate towards that? I, th- I think it just naturally gravitated, you know, and we, my friend came over to play some saxophone, sort of just went in that direction. And with Logic, you have so many options of instruments you can throw in there. Oh. You can actually sometimes get carried away with the instruments, so you got to be careful not to overproduce stuff. Right. When you talk about overproducing, some of the music I'm hearing today, I'm, I mean, I'm not a real... You know, I don't have the ear for music, but sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, that just seems just seems like too much, too much. Yeah, yeah, you just don't want to add too many things because then it's just like a influx of sound and it's just overbearing. But it's a fine line between underproducing and overproducing. <laughs> so, Christian, writing that first song to now, how how long does it take you to create? It, you know, now that I have it down, it, it it happens really fast. Like I can, I can finish the song in half a day. Oh, really? Because I have all the means right there. I don't, I don't need to depend on anybody, or so I can produce it in half a day. Sometimes maybe a day, mm-hmm. and then if there's stuff I want to end up re-recording, I can do that. But you know, since you have. You have drums to work with. You have all the instruments. You can do everything yourself. So, and then you just got to decide which which songs are the good songs, <laughs> <laughs> and which aren't. <laughs> right? Do you? But do you let your audience tell you which songs are the good songs? You know, when um, if I played if I played originals out more, I would definitely I would definitely do it that way. But it's um, it's a pretty busy schedule with the Beach Boys. So, in that case, it just it's uh, the time is limited to do original stuff. Uh, but I definitely have a plan of action as far as playing out more. So, so when you create music, I know I read an article about Prince years and years ago. How he hears a song in his head before he, you know, starts writing this stuff down. Is that yeah. something that you do as well? Yeah, sometimes, uh, like, maybe I'll be driving along and I'll hear something in my head. So I'll get out the recorder and I'll and I'll record it. Or if there's a couple of words that came to mind, I'll try not to crash and <laughs> write it down on my phone. <laughs> right. No, but yeah, yeah, definitely inspiration comes at, at the oddest times. And sometimes late at night, sometimes, um, you know, if I can't sleep at night or something, something's running through my head, then I'll have to write it down. Yeah. So what, as of today, what what are you working on or what's your, I guess, your favorite song? I don't know if I have a favorite song, but I'm, I'm, I'm working towards finishing an album. And I don't, I'm not sure what to do with an album anymore because everyone just does digital downloads. Right. I'm working towards a certain... Um, musical style that I can go out and play live and it'll be cohesive instead of I've been accused of like having songs that are very eclectic. So each, each song has a different vibe to it. So what I'm trying to do right now is get sort of a certain sound that's consistent and go out and play maybe an hour's worth of material and test it out and see how it goes. Wakes to a beautiful day, sunshine, everything's okay. Nine a.m. walking out the door, she's contemplating how she's gonna take on the world. And she's wondering what it will take to rule the world. She doesn't seem very
This is ESPN LA 710. Where would you play or where do you play? Uh, we have some places. There's a place uh, called Seven Bar in Santa Barbara. That's a good place that we like to play. And there's a place called Casa Blanca. Outside of Santa Barbara, I'm not, I'm not sure just yet. I would like to get down to LA and play. Mm-hmm. You have any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about Sunset. I, oh yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, th- there's a lot of great places. I I love how I think the energy is going towards you know music that is uh, I don't want to say pure, but organic and free and not like that commercialized type of music and how it's being supported. Like I hear a lot of like shows that promotes new artists and their work and how they are creative within what they do and not being limited to, you know, what society says they need to play or do. Right. Yeah. Not be affected by the commercial aspect of it. Right. Do you have a label as well? I don't have a label. Okay. I am. Uh, I have been shopping my songs for uh, movies and soundtracks and stuff and commercials. Mm-hmm. And we actually, me and my girlfriend, landed a song in the Young and the Restless a little while back. Oh. Um, so we're continuing to try to play stuff. I've been putting some energy into that. How would you describe your music? You, you said it's. People say it's like a, eclectic. How would you describe it? Uh, it's like, uh, I guess you could put it in the alt rock category. It's kind of alternative, some of it. Mm-hmm. Some is more towards the pop-ish side, but not not like a mainstream pop. Mm. So it sort of has an alternative edge, I guess. Yeah. So I just got my son, he's seven years old. I just bought him a keyboard because I noticed like he hears tones and... Yeah he starts humming and trying to get the exact tone. And I'm like, okay, is he musical? Is he, <laughs> is he, is he going to be playing the piano? What is he going to, you know? And that's great. Right. So when you were growing up, you were influenced by music or was the music always, a, uh, was it always around you to influence you to be who you are now? It, it was definitely all always around me, but I think I pulled my influences more from, you know, like I was saying, like watching MTV or, or starting to like the bands that that I started to like. Mm-hmm. I pulled a lot of influences from that. And I was sort of into the, the new wave movement at that time. Yeah, I just, you know, certain artists I get very inspired by. I like NXS. I like, I used to like the police a lot. Um, these days I like, you know, some of the new bands, the 1975s and Coldplay, you know, I mean, I could go through each genre, but yeah. <laughs> basically I just find, find the stuff I like and then I try, I, I don't try, but it, if something naturally comes to me that has that sort of influence, mm-hmm. then, then I'll throw it down and I'll see, see how it comes, comes across, you know, when you record it. joining me and Mr. Christian Love. He's a championship beach volleyball player, artist, songwriter, and musician. It's a little overdone. I'm struggling with it now. Apologies are fun. When you're swimming in light. With it now. In regards to like your process, so if 
it comes to you naturally. I know you were talking about your first song that is sounding more jazz-like. And with jazz, it's kind of like improvisational type music, if I'm saying that correctly. Do you, yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah, I don't incorporate know. that? I, I don't know if um, the jazz that I was talking about is uh, improvisational. It's more, I don't know if you've ever heard some of the Sting records, they have a little bit more of a jazzy sound to it than some of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just sort of, you know, production-wise, like the sounds and the, the overall feel to it was just a little more jazzy. But it, per se, I don't, I don't really, I can't, I can't consider myself a jazz musician because I wouldn't even know where to start. Really. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me with music i'm like okay i know i know what feels good you know there are like certain tones i know and i'm only referencing prince because you know i i really enjoy his music (laughs) um there was one song he had that had this one note in it that would drive me crazy that was the only song that i could not listen to i I forgot the name of it but it was like this (laughs) high-pitched note that yeah. I would get angry when I heard it, <laughs> you <laughs> know, and I'm like, oh, what is that? <laughs> you, are you aware or conscious of like the tones or the notes that you, that you use? Yeah, I think, I think definitely more and more like I'll keep recording until I like the way something sounds vocally as far as the tone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not so concerned as I used to be with the pitch as much as I am. Do I like the way the delivery sounds? Do I like the way the tone or the feeling that is that's coming across? So I'll be patient and I'll wait. I'll keep recording until I find something that I really like. If you don't like the vocal delivery or something about the vocal or the melody, that's got to change. The rest, the rest, you can kind of you can kind of get by with some of the, some of the other sounds. But the one thing you have to be satisfied is uh, is the vocal and the melody. Because mm-hmm. that's the song, yeah. Right. You talked about, you know, the first song. Are, do you have a, another song that you can talk about the creative aspect of it? What what you loved about that song and how it was created? Yeah, let me think. I did create a song about losing my remote control at one time. <laughs> oh, that dang remote control! <laughs> yeah, and it's probably. It's, I don't know if we have it on the page or not, but if not, we should probably put it up there. But uh, we wrote the music to it. We all just were getting together in the garage and we recorded what we were playing in the garage. And later that night, I came home and I listened back to that stuff. And over the top of it, I came up with these words about basically uh, not being able to find my remote control. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. and I, just, I, I kind of enjoyed the process how how it all came about because it was all it was an actual real life situation that happened. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was listening to this music that we had recorded, and I couldn't find my remote control, so I just started to, to write about it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, yeah, it is up on your website. See uh, love music. Dot com. You guys want to go there and check out Christian Love and My Remote. It's number two. Uh, Love-music.com. Turn the channel 25, channel shift until I die. Must be something in my eye because I can't seem to find my river.
So, so you own all of this music. I'm only saying that in regards to having your music up on the podcast as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So That's there's all. there's no <laughs> there's no. I mean, if there's a co-writer, it's it's my girlfriend. Sometimes, <laughs> mostly it's just uh, yeah, just me writing songs and recording them at home. Oh, cool. All right. So we won't have any issues with. Or you could give me rights to play it on the podcast, correct? Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah. No problems at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So talk to me about uh, Broken Down. Broken Down. That is a song. There was a group of songs that that I was uh, working on with my friend Jeff um, a little while back. I'm going to say a few years ago. And I would go over to his house and we'd just sit down with an acoustic guitar and he would start playing something. I'd say, oh, that's cool. And I would, I would just sort of write something over the top of it. And that was, our, that was our process for the next few months of songwriting. So that was one of the songs that fell into that category mm-hmm. where he would start playing something. I would write something over the top. And then, we'd, oh, let's just, let's just record that. And then we'd build from there, like with sounds that we liked, mm-hmm. sounds that he had or ideas that I had. And yeah, that's how that one came about. And then we have What I Feel About You. What I Feel About You was sort of just, you know, like a love song. And that was the one that we ended up getting placed on the uh, on the Young and the Restless. But um, yeah, that song was just uh, trying to think of the band that I was inspired by. Um, Walk the Moon, that, that was the band. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that band. I am not. Yeah, I think I think they had that song "Shut Up and Dance." Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyways, I think I was semi-inspired by them to write that song, and yeah, it was just sort of sort of a, a love song, and just whatever the words were that came to my head, I just jotted them down. And we ended up recording that song. to developing an, an album that's going to be out very soon, right, Christian? Yes. I'm <laughs> hoping to get it out in the next few months. 
also I have a couple of friends in mind that I want to to be in the band when we when we um come around to showcasing the songs. And um I just wanna find all the right people everyone on the same page as far as the direction that it's taking. Yeah. And then maybe find a place to showcase in LA, I'm hoping. That would be cool. I worked with an artist who sometimes he would have different uh different artists come play with him as he was a singer and it was so amazing how you can tell the difference if one person is not gelling with the whole you know the whole team on stage yeah you know? there's no hiding there's no hiding it you can tell right because <laughs> i was like oh yeah let's have this person play you know on drums and and even yeah. like um he had this one drummer it was like a totally different song. Like, I'm oh, like, yeah. wow, what a difference that makes. The drums can make all the difference in the world. I, I agree with that. So how do you go about creating a cohesive band? I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not an easy task. It's uh, for the guys that I play with, I've been playing with for years. So we know that there's sort of a common understanding as far as what styles of music everyone likes and, and uh and how we all work together so but um i think i think the main thing is that everyone likes what they're playing mm -hmm. do you like the, the parts that you're playing or do you not like if you don't like it then you should probably think about changing what you're playing you know yeah exactly so uh we like to figure that out in advance make sure everyone's feeling good about the direction that the song's going and all that stuff Mm -hmm. What about the direction of the music industry itself? What are, I, I mean, I know it's changed over the years and, you know, you talked about how now everybody's downloading music and all of that. Yeah. What do you think the change in the music industry is doing for artists today? Uh, I'm, I'm not um, happy with the direction that it's going in. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely more of a social media, you know, digital world these days. There's, um, it used to be more of a record label game. Mm -hmm. And these days it's, it's more, it's more the network you can build from social media. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's definitely, you have to adjust and you have to figure out the ways you can go about trying to create some sort of career, but yeah, it definitely has changed the the face of music and what people are gravitating towards is you know is a lot different from what what people used to used to latch onto musically. Yeah. But you know it's always going to be young young bands or or you know sex cells and all that stuff. But um, but I think the good artists they will prevail either way if they have good music. You know they'll they'll always be around. Yeah, I, th I think so. I mean, I want to, I hope so. <laughs> I, I do think when you create something from the heart, from your passion, what you love to do, everything else will follow. Yeah, exactly. You can, you definitely can't adjust or try to be like something that you're not. So you just have to stay true to what you're, you love and the styles of music that you love and I think the most important thing is that if you like it, then you you hope that every you know other people will like it as well. Mm -hmm. But if you don't like it, then you know you better just start over or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm looking through your website, clove-music.com. Yeah, you could go there and get your music. So you're wearing a Cavs hat. Is there a particular reason <laughs> why you're wearing a Cavs hat? Yeah, my uh, my cousin. My cousin plays for Cleveland, so I have to have to support any way that I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're not looking so good these last couple of years. Yeah. But, you know, they'll come back. They'll come back. <laughs> LeBron went out to the Lakers, so yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's a little rough, but yeah, Lakers are looking good. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lakers are good. Yeah. Do you go to the games? Uh, I went to a preseason game last summer. It was in Boston, and I, you know. But um, I have 
It's many games, no. Nah. Yeah. Too cold over there. <laughs> I know, <It's> right? Traveling. <laughs> no. No, maybe maybe if they come to LA soon, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll go check it out. That's <laughs> so funny because me and my husband. There's no volleyball over there. Yeah. <laughs> There's no volleyball <laughs> and it's cold. <laughs> yeah. Two that's, strikes. We, that's what me and my husband were talking about the other day. We're like, we're so glad we're not traveling to the Midwest for the holidays because it's cold. But then it, it's cold. <laughs> really cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my God. we could have. Like for Christmas, we could have like seventy degree weather. Yeah, you know, it's, oh, I, yeah. I love it. I love it here. Yeah, you gotta love California. Yeah. All right, Christian. So let me know about another song that you really gravitated to, and that you were like, "Oh, this is it. This is this is my baby." Well, there for a while there was the song called "Daydream." I just I sort of uh, I almost wrote about it with a certain fantasy in mind. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's it, it kind of creates some imagery of starting a family. Um, how can I say? Just um, basically settling down and living a simple life. And um, that's kind of the basic concept of what the song's about. Got you letter, but all I have in me is a postcard. Words and images can lead you along into another world. Oh, my girl. I've been thinking about the times that we're together. It's easier to see that me and you were meant to be always. Why won't you stay? like the way the way it came across when we recorded it mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what what microphone and preamp we used but I'd really like to find that out because <laughs> it was one of my favorite vocal recordings oh. so I've always been trying to, to look for that sound vocally yeah so, or do you video record or take pictures during recordings uh, not too much but I probably should more document it yeah yeah you'll do some live stories on uh, instagram or whatever <laughs> yes <laughs> there you go see i'm getting there you're getting there right <laughs> yeah i learning it, right you've been out on tour what is it what is it like i mean you're talking about daydream was that something where it was created because you you are out on tour so much and you, the feeling of just being one close unit oh yeah maybe settling down living a more simple life mm-hmm. i think that could have been part of the reason why the song was inspired yes
Musicians have to be out on the road. How many, you know, artists are like, oh, yeah, I want to go on tour. And you're out for, it could be up to a year or more on tour. And psychologically, how do you deal with that? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, summertime is sort of the busy season for us. So you just got to kind of get in your zone and um, get as much rest as you can get and stay you know, mentally healthy as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Try not to drink and conserve your energy so you can sing every night. It's it's definitely, there's some work involved in maintaining yourself and your energy level when when the business season comes around. The rest of the year is pretty easy. You just travel, you know, come go out for a weekend or maybe a week or so. Mm -hmm. But the summertime is really when you got to buckle down and take care of yourself. So what advice would you give to people that want to do what you do, Christian? Uh, I'd say don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. So don't drink and try to maintain your sanity <laughs> yeah. within yourself. Uh, yeah, that's a challenge every day. Yeah, and also don't get too complacent. Try to... Uh, Keep doing things that make you feel alive. Yeah. And you work, do you do that? Do you work on your music every day, Christian? I do. When I'm at home and even when I'm out on the road, you know, with the invention of logic and computers, I'm able to work on something pretty much every day. So, yeah, I definitely. And when I'm at home, I, I do a lot of recording. Um, I'll spend hours and hours and hours recording. So. When I'm out on the road, I do the composing, and then I'll come home with the, you know, with the vocal melodies in mind, and I'll lay them down any guitar parts that I wanted to put down. Do you do all the vocals? Yeah, I usually just do all the harmonies and all the vocals for it myself. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's amazing. It's all good and fun, though. Yeah. So, if you could lead us out on a song that you love, tell us about the song and which one that we can we can play. Uh, let's see. There's a song called "Makeup." That's a pretty interesting song uh, about girls that wear too much makeup. Oh. <laughs> My, I want to tune in and check it out. <laughs> it's a, a it's a it's been a song that I've been really wanting to do a video with for a while because I see a lot of imagery. But it's kind of a funny song. You know, it's a pretty good recording. We had some good musicians on that one. Yeah, it's it's more on the satirical side, humor-wise. Counting to three would be a good one to check out. We sort of, production-wise, we we sort of went for a, a bigger a bigger production on that. Mm -hmm. More vocals and more sort of a big sound in the chorus compared to some of the others that aren't as, aren't produced as as big as that. Oh, so, and so a lot of tracks, a lot of tracks involved. All of the fears we've tried so hard to define, and all of these years I've been wondering what to do with the time. And the stoplight is screaming to go. Will I know how to show what I've been feeling when I'm reading for you? Oh, so I'm counting to three and I'm dying to see what's in our future.
concept behind the song? Concept behind the song is, um, you know, just a, another love song, basically. And the subject can get boring after a while, but love, um, no. It's all, <laughs> it's all about love, Christian. Sometimes it can get overused, <laughs> but yeah, it's all about love. Right? So uh, basically, a romantically inspired song. Oh. Thank you. It's such a pleasure speaking with you, Christian. And thank you so much for sharing your love for all things volleyball and all things music. And uh, I look forward to hearing more of your music soon. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely send you some songs very soon. Oh, great. And check out Christian Love at clove-music.com. And you can get all the information. You can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. Mr. Yes, Christian Love. <laughs> all right. All thanks right. so much for the interview. Thank you. Take care. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. ESPN LA 710. Christian continues to write and produce music every day. He is currently looking at opportunities to share his music with an even bigger audience around the globe. And when he's not performing, he's on the beach as a champion volleyball player. I'm LaFern Cusack. Thank you so much for joining me. For more information, log on to ESPNLA.com and go to the podcast page. Or check me out on Twitter at Lafern Cusack. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next week here on ESPN LA. I'll see you next time at the beach. Like the time I thought that I could teach you everything. When I see you if the words are failing to come from my lips I'll call you later on the phone At times like this, I don't want to be alone And I miss the way it used to be